Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I'm so excited for today's episode because I am seriously not in my typical recording place. Like usually I record at my desk in my little office area and whatever. And I'm actually sitting in my car waiting for my dad. He's in at his doctor's appointment. He had knee surgery last week and I brought him for his follow-up appointment. And I just had this message burning in my heart and I'm like, okay, we're going to record in studio red car, (laughs) my little Honda HRV. And so anyway, just, uh, dropped him off. And then I went and picked up groceries and I went to the bank and went and picked him up his favorite apple fritter, um, donut. Well, I hope it's his favorite. I know he loves them, but I don't know if it's his favorite. I think he'll enjoy it though. And, um, went to the post office to deliver a book because someone had bought my book. And so I delivered that and found out a fun fact that when you send out media mail, it all goes to Pennsylvania for sorting and it's considered fourth class Uh, postage. And so it takes forever to send out. So if you've bought my book and it took forever to get it, that's why I did not know that um, at all, that all the books that I've been mailing go to Pennsylvania. So that's interesting. But because this book um, is being sent to the same town that I sent it out of, they're like, we'll pull it aside and get it to them tomorrow. I'm like, you guys are amazing. So God has just been so blessing me. And then I picked up my groceries and they gave me like a goodie bag full of like random fun little samples and things. And I'm like, this is fun. I love life. God has just been so diffusing my heart today with hope and encouragement and just had walked through several days really of just battling discouragement. And even a few days ago, I really felt like the Lord was speaking to my heart. Do not give in to the spirit of disappointment. And it's not even because like anything particular in my life is wrong or not looking the way I wanted to or anything like that at all. I just feel like this heavy, like just onslaught of attack of disappointment and discouragement for no real reason. It's just because the enemy wants to keep us in that place of discouragement and disappointment. And so I just felt like I've had breakthrough today and just this, like I said, being diffused with hope that God's plans for my life are good. And that like, I don't know that he is good, that he is faithful. And through so through that, like warring with uh, just that attack or whatever, just continuing to decree and declare, God, you are faithful. God, I trust you, even when my feelings weren't lining up with it. And like I said, for no known reason, it's just because the enemy wants to keep us in that place of defeat and discouragement and doubt and insecurity and all those things. And I was actually talking to my mentor a few days ago and I was like, man, I just feel like the enemy is just coming at me hard with like discouragement. And she was like, well, you know what that means? Something amazing is about to break through. And I was like, yes, because when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises a standard against him. And so he's only going to attack like you probably have seen these like memes or whatever that the enemy, you know, only attacks what he sees as valuable. And, you know, a thief only comes to steal out of a a loaded vault vault kind of thing. And I'm just like, okay, like I know uh, that I have a, a mark, so to speak, on my back, um, just because the enemy just does all we all do, really. He 
comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the word says in John 10, 10. Um, but God has come. The second part of that verse, sometimes we forget to quote that, and it's even more powerful, that God, Jesus, came to give us abundant life and life abundantly. Like, and so I've just really been meditating on that today. Like, what does abundant life look like? Like, my life is good, and just knowing that his plans for me are good, and he is faithful, and he is for me. And so I encourage you, if you find yourself in a season like that, to remind yourself of his faithfulness, to reflect back and think on the things that he has done in and through your life and and to really meditate on the promises he's given you that you haven't seen fulfilled. And when we look back at what he's done before, it builds our faith for what lies ahead. And so I just really had this message stirring in my heart. My friend Gwenna has started a new podcast and she messaged me this morning to let me know that she had written a review for my book. And so that so blessed me. Um, anytime people will get on and do that just because it helps create, you know, I don't even know what you want to call it. Um, just momentum for the book. And so that blessed me that she was willing to do that. And then she let me know that, um, my book and ministry or whatever in general, um, had really helped catapult her into what she's doing. And so that of course blessed me. And so I said to her, that this is something that I say all the time. I always say all for him, always all for him, always. And so I was just really contemplating on that because that's what I want my life to be. I want everything that I do to be for him and for his glory and from a place of just relationship with him. And so the things that I do in life and ministry, things that are seen on social media and the things that no one sees and no one will ever see, it's all for him always. And so that's where I want to live my life out of. In 1 Corinthians 10 31, I just want to read this scripture really quick. It says that at the beginning of the scripture, it talks about whether you eat or drink, like no matter what you do, do all to the glory of God. And so that is just like a banner verse over my life that everything I do, whether I'm taking my dad to this doctor's appointment or I'm picking up groceries, that everything I do, my conversations, my attitude, the decisions I make, my yeses and my noes, it's all for the glory of God. And so just staying in that place of relationship with him and allowing him to order my steps and direct my path and do what he wants to do in and through my life is so important to me. And even, even the lady who loaded my groceries today, cause I did like the Walmart pickup thing and, um, for groceries and just even how I interacted with her, like those things matter to me. And, and I think about that a lot. Like, is my attitude toward people, am I glorifying God in the way that I treat others and the way that I treat people, even in something as simple as the lady loading up my groceries? Am I having a good attitude toward her? Am I being optimistic in those things? And I don't, I don't ever want people to feel like this pressure to be fake because no, that's definitely not what God's called us to do, to be fake or phony or anything like that. But just when we're in relationship with him and that fruit of the spirit just should naturally be on display um, for those around us. And we know the fruit of the spirit is in Galatians, in the book of Galatians, and it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so I encourage you to dig into those. Like I did a study on those before where I just really, even though at face value, it's like, Oh, I know what love is. I know what joy is. I know, but I really just pulled apart each of those words and dug into them a little more. Like, what does it mean to love? What does it mean to have joy? What does it mean to have patience and long suffering? What does it mean to have self-control and all those things? And so really digging into each of those things because we're called to bear fruit. We are called to bear fruit. And John 15 talks about that. Um, I actually just checking the door to make sure that wasn't my dad coming out. <laughs> John 15 talks about, um, it says um, that 
God is the vine and we are the branches. And when we remain in him, we will bear much fruit. And apart from him, we can do nothing. And I have just been, I feel like the plane has landed on John 15 for me the last few months. Like I've just been really thinking a lot, a lot about it, soaking in just the meaning of those verses and meditating on it a lot. And it's just been kind of reoccurringly coming up in my mind and my thoughts and my prayers like, God, I know that I can do nothing, nothing that's of value, nothing of worth that's worthwhile outside of you. But when we remain in him, when we're in relationship with him, when we stay grafted into the vine, so to speak, we will bear much fruit. And then it says later on in that, in those verses that it's to the father's glory that we bear much fruit. And so I encourage you to allow the Lord to take you through a time of pruning. I feel like we should always be just open to that no matter what season of life we're in like God prune me because it even says that in those verses I encourage you to go read John 15 because I don't have my Bible with me so I can't read it to you right now but in John 15 it talks about how he prunes us so that we can bear more fruit it's always so that we can be more fruitful more abundant and so those painful pruning times and seasons and moments and times where you're spending time in the secret place and you're in prayer or he's just really challenging you or provoking you in a certain way like it's uncomfortable our flesh does not like that like I can testify I do not like being pruned in the moment but afterwards when I have the breakthrough and God has just dealt with that bad fruit or that part of me that just is not glorifying to him I'm able to I'm able to bear more fruit for him. And so for me, that's worth it because I want to live a life that glorifies him. I want to live a life that honors him in every regard. And um, just to have my fruit on display for the world around me. And I had a, I don't know if I've shared this on a podcast or not, but Anna and I were ministering at a church. Mm, Gosh, in February, I guess. So it's been a few months ago. And the Lord just gave me this vision of how the world is waging war and it's all carnal and fleshy and um, just all of it the lies the the deception <coughs> the gossip the slander like all of it and the Lord really just showed me how we're called to wage war and the world and the word and the word even says I believe in first Corinthians that um, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and just really reflecting on it like what does it look like to live in the world that we live in and wage war in a godly way because we know that we're not called to just sit on the sidelines and just let whatever happens happens like we are in a very real spiritual war and I think a lot of times we forget that or we ignore it because it's it's not a fun reality and so God was really just showing me about going out into the world and waging war against the tactics of the enemy and what the world is doing and he just showed me this kind of funny picture of Christians with their fruitfulness having like a food fight. It was the funniest, goofiest, whatever analogy. But I just like saw myself like picking off this fruit of peace and blasting it at the world and joy and love and self-control and like having a proverbial food fight with the world. But really, that's what they need. The world does not need Christians and believers to 
meet them in the fear and the disappointment and the doubt and the insecurity and all the things that the enemy is throwing at them and like live in that place with them. Like, yes, we meet people where they're at, but ultimately we are called to pull people up higher to remind them that there's a savior, that there's a God who loves them. There's a God who is for them and a God who has a better way for them to live. And so, um, that's just kind of been me like, Lord, I'm going to be suited up in the full armor. When I go out into the world, I want to be someone who is waging war in the right way so that people can be transformed and changed. If I'm going out into the world and I'm operating in fear and I'm operating in all these, these things, and I'm not saying like you can never battle with fear and like whatever, like that you have to be this perfect person because that's not realistic and people need to see us live our lives genuinely and be real, but we should rise above that. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Christ. And so are we living our lives from a place of victory or are we living our lives in constant defeat? Like what is your attitude? And I'm, you know, and like I'm saying, like there's, there could be days or moments or whatever where you are struggling and that is okay. Like call on your sisters and brothers in Christ to lift you up, to help you, to pray you through those moments and times. I'm saying your life as a whole, if you were to look at your life over the last year or two or whatever, like are, what does your life look like? And this is not to condemn. This is not to criticize at all. I encourage you to ask the Lord to like go to seek him about that. Like ask him to help you to live your life from a place of victory, to live your life from a place of being more than a conqueror. And I love that the word says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And I've been so just meditating on even that scripture because I love, I believe it's in Ephesians where it says, that Christ conquered all the principalities, all the powers, all the rulers of darkness, all those things. And that when he ascended, when he rose from the grave, that God seated him far above all those things. And then I think about the fact that we're seated with him in heavenly places. So we're above those things. And I think a lot of times we look at the darkness around us. We look at just the craziness and the madness of the world and we feel helpless and we feel like our hands are tied behind our back and there's nothing we can do. But that is a lie of the enemy to keep you stuck in a place where you won't wage war against him where you won't pray and fast and decree and declare and and speak out those those just faith-filled prayers um, for your community or for your family or whatever and so I encourage you if you are feeling like you're in a place of defeat and discouragement and just feel like you are so helpless to remind yourself that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places that he is for you and I love that scripture that says if he's for us who can be against us like, it doesn't matter what is going on around us. Ask God for a heavenly perspective. And I love my best friend Anna says all the time, ask him to come up higher, come up higher, see what I see kind of thing. Like, Lord, help me to see my situation the way that you see it. Help me to see people around me the way that you see them. Help me to have a heavenly perspective. And that is so important because it's so easy to look at what we see in the natural and just accept it for what it is and take it at surface value and not really press the Lord and say, what is actually going on here? What do I actually need to do? How do I actually pray strategically for this situation to see the breakthrough, to see change? Because we have authority with our words. The word says that we have the power of life and death in our tongue. And so our prayers, like our prayers and our fruitfulness and all those things are so valuable for seeing shifts in communities and families and things around us. And so I encourage you just to seek the Lord to allow him to deal with that. And I just even pray right now, if you have been battling 
discouragement and disappointment, that God would break that off you even in this moment, that there would be no more delay with that, that you would not live your life from that mindset, from that place anymore, that God would totally set you free to just catapult you onto whatever he has for you in your life because God has a plan and a purpose for you. I don't care who you are. I don't care if only one person listens to this episode. If you get that truth deep-seated inside of you that he has a plan and a purpose for you and it's a good plan and purpose, his plans for you are good. And so I just pray that you have that breakthrough in your mindset, in your life, in the path before you. And even this morning I was praying as I was getting ready for the day and I was like, God, and I was just like envisioning the path that God has laid out before me. And I was like, God, thank you that your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. God, I pray that if there's anything in my pathway that is not of you, that is not your best for me, God, that you clear it away. I want to stand the straight and narrow with you. And so I just pray that you would have a deeper hunger. I pray that for myself too, for the word of God, that you would allow it to be a a light for your, a lamp for your feet and a light for your path. And it's a lamp that shows you where you're standing and a light that shows you where you're going, that you would just be so filled with confidence in what God has for your life and that you would just have just a season of refreshing. And I feel like the Lord's been showing me that. Anna and I have um, decided to take off the next few months just to rest. I just think that's really important when you're going 100 miles an hour to make sure that you're doing that really on the weekly and having moments daily where you're just able to retreat and just allow yourself to rest. But we really felt like the Lord was calling us to that. And even this morning we were texting back and forth and talking. And I was just like, man, this is going to be a season of refreshing and oasis for us. Like we have been running so hard with the vision and the ministry God's called us to. And that's great. And it's awesome. But God's like, Hey, this is Anna prophesied. Like this is a season of come away with me. This is a season of retreat and just resting and refueling in him. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so excited for just this the season that's coming up over this next summer and what God is going to show me and do and in through me um, during this time of just kind of just backing off a little bit. We are going to do some book signings and I'm going to be helping with the youth camp next, um, next month and doing some things. But um, as a whole, we're really just stepping back, scaling back for a little bit and just asking God for fresh perspective for our lives individually, for our ministry. And so I encourage you to do that too. take time to just really seek the Lord. And I think it's important that we do run with the vision he's given us, that we go hard after the things of God. But it's so important too when he says, hey, slow down or stop, that we are just obedient to that. We yield to his voice and his prompting um, because it's for a reason and a purpose. And sometimes it's just to settle things down, shake things up, move things along, uh, reveal things, all of that. So I'm believing for all of those things for my own life. And yeah, so it's, it's good stuff. So God is faithful. God is good. So first Corinthians 10 31, I want to read that again, do all to the glory of God. So in your rest and in your running, just do everything that you do for his glory. So I am going to go ahead and close out this podcast in prayer, finish drinking my chai latte and my dad should be getting out soon. So father God, I thank you so much for just the opportunity to jump on here and encourage the hearts of every person who tunes in. God, I pray that everything that we do would truly be from a place of relationship with you, God, that we would do what we do to glorify you, God, to honor you, to make your great name known, God. I thank you for the privilege of relationship with you and knowing you. And, oh, I'm just so thankful for who you are to me. And God, I pray that every single person would have a deeper revelation of who you are. God, I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, God, that we would just grow in our walks with you. And I break off 
any discouragement, doubt, disappointment, any attacks of the enemy to come against your people. And God, I just declare a season of refreshing and renewal over everyone who tunes into this podcast. God, that they would just come away with you, that they would cultivate that intimacy with you in the secret place. God, I thank you for the season that lies ahead and all that you are doing in it. God, I ask for fruitfulness in our lives, that you would prune us in the areas that we need it. God, and I thank you that when you're pruning us, you're with us. You don't call us to walk through hard things and uh, not not be right alongside us in that process. And so, Father, I just thank you and glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast.